They say you should never judge a book by its cover. Well, you also shouldn't judge someone until you know their story. So my wicked awesome sisters and I are coming together to tell ours. Sharing our story isn't an excuse. It's an explanation. And now, Wicked Awesome Sisters Podcast. When we met together on Zoom to record our first episode, we actually ended up talking for over two and a half hours. Obviously, that's a lot for one episode, but we want to give you our most raw, authentic, and unfiltered truths. So rather than editing down two and a half hours of content into one episode, we decided to break it up into three. Once again, I mentioned this in the prequel, but although some of the topics we discuss are pretty heavy, sometimes you may hear us laughing or giggling. We are by no means making light of these issues. Laughter has simply become one of our coping mechanisms. That being said, here is the first official episode of our Wicked Awesome Sisters podcast. Hey guys, it's Ashley Nicole, and I am with my three Wicked Awesome Sisters, well, cousins, and this is our first official episode, and it's a little ironic that we are dropping our first episode of 13 on Friday the 13th, but like I said, I feel like 13 is such an unlucky number that maybe we can kind of change that narrative and turn it into a positive by starting this podcast. So for anyone who did not listen to the prequel episode yet, uh, why don't we all just kind of go around and just briefly reintroduce ourselves? Amber, you want to go first? Sure. I'm Amber. I live in Florida. I just turned 34. I have three children, um, two of which live in Chicago with their dad and my two-year-old lives with me. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time, and then I just recently got a job a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, so I'm just here. I'm, ma- I'm not married. I have a fiance named Steven, but I call him my husband because it's just easier. Yeah, that's, that's me. Just wait though. There's more cause I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, understatement of the year. <laughs> Echo. Hi, I'm Echo. Um, I am married to my husband, Zach. We just celebrated our six years of marriage on the 28th of December. We live in Georgia. We have one son. He's 18 months old and he is very, 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 very busy. I do work part time, but I have a very, very flexible schedule to kind of allow for me to be as home as much as possible. But because of like what I do, I did not want to give up all of my skills. And I'm very, very hypervigilant about becoming reliant on any man or anybody. So, Adi, I muted myself. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a good idea. I, I know. That. I'm like, maybe Amber should mute herself. <laughs> well, I muted myself because I was coughing because I'm still sick. Anyways, um, my name's Autumn. I'm 23. We live in El Paso, Texas. We just moved here in August. Um, I just got married a month ago. Not a month ago, three weeks ago. To Adam, sweetest person ever. Love him. Oh, so sweet. I am, I work with kids on the spectrum and we help with just like every day, like helping them get to where they want to be. And yeah, I love what I do. I'm going back to school this upcoming semester, which I'm very excited about. 
And I want to tell everybody what I got for Christmas. I'm so excited about it. I got a water flosser. Don't want to brag. My name's Autumn. I work with children on the spectrum. And for Christmas, I got a water flosser. <laughs> that is so exciting. Isn't that to you? I have flossed my teeth every day. I'm very proud of that. Uh, working in the dental field, I, I salute that. I love it. I cannot wait until I'm starting to see all my results. I mean, I floss my teeth every other day anyways, but now I'm doing it twice a day. Love that thing. What <laughs> results are you hoping to see from flossing your teeth? <laughs> um, what if I had gingivitis before? We'll still have gingivitis. Gingivitis can go away. It can be a treatable thing, though. Well, I will go ahead and introduce myself on that note. I'm Ashley Nicole. I am 37 years old. I live in Georgia as well, just about an hour and a half away from Echo. I'm not sure which direction because I'm not good with that, but north. an hour and a half away in some direction, northeast, south, or west, not sure. It's north. Okay, hour and a half north of Echo, and um, I live with my domestic partner, Eric. We are not legally married, but we've been together for almost four years now, and we are raising his two daughters from his previous marriage together, and we also live with his 82-year-old father, which is such a delight sometimes. Um, and as you all know, and as I apparently tell you all all the time, I am also a flight attendant, and <laughs> I have been to 45 countries and counting. So now that we have all that out of the way, we know that Autumn got her water flosser for Christmas. How was your holiday, Echo? I'm glad that you asked, Ashley. I have to say something. Echo's going to say the lamest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life, which she got for Christmas. <laughs> um, I actually raked out this Christmas. I got a brand new pair of hokas. You know, smiling and profiling at the hospital. I got um, a bunch of Nemo camping equipment, which if you know, you know. You guys don't know. No. It's a very niche group. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a new sleeping pad. I got the new tensor. The new tensor. I got a new sleeping bag. I got a new camping pillow. And, um, of course, I did get some pretty cool sparkly gel pens, too to add on to that as well it, it was a conglomerate of things that's why echo in the chat was like nobody talked about what they got for christmas i need to tell you guys <laughs> i need to tell you guys what i got I didn't even mention what i got her i got echo the best gifts oh autumn got me you know, i only know what you got one thing that you got me she got me the everywhere lululemon bag let me tell you the story on how to get this i wanted to get it from lululemon right someone bought all of them and i had to find this girl on facebook who bought every single one in the store and pay $30 more than they're actually worth. So Echo could have this opal color bag or whatever. She wanted the white one. It's opal, like, I don't know, color. And I had to pay $30 more so Echo could have this. You did not have to do it. Amber or Drew need one right off of the Lululemon site. So if Amber could do it, you definitely could have found But that one. color was sold out. And I went into the store because Adam's uh, co-worker's wife works there. And she was like, yeah, we don't have any more either. So I... Found this woman on Facebook that was selling all of them on Facebook Marketplace. And I bought one for you, Echo. You're welcome. I went through all this trouble. I had to meet her at a Whole Foods. Well, was, thank God it wasn't at an Aldi or anything. Thank God it was oh a Whole God. Foods. Yeah. Whole Foods. We don't have an Aldi. I love Aldi. And then I yeah. also got Echo the sweetest thing. I got her a necklace that has Emmy's birth flower on it. And she's like, what the fuck is a birth flower? <laughs> 
didn't even, I'm into like all that stuff and I didn't even know there was a birth flower. Well, good thing because I almost bought you when I bought everybody necklaces for the wedding. I almost bought the girls birth flowers. Birth flowers. What is I my birth flower? Thank God you did it. Thank God you did it. <laughs> did you guys really I not know what birth flowers are? I have no idea. I've never heard of a birth flower. Amber, yours is a poinsettia. I was going to say mine is probably a poinsettia, not a poinsettia. Whatever it's called. But <laughs> mine is my favorite flower, which is very convenient for me. So a poppy. Well, what's mine? If you were going to buy it, you should know. I was going to buy the girls. On Etsy, the woman tells you, like, it will tell you the month. And then you can uh, pick out, like, you just put in the month that they were born. So we're is trusting real- what Etsy says. Yeah, I'm this saying, is a real this thing. A real- this is a real thing, or the lady Google at Etsy it. is just like, no, Google, Google <laughs> it. Well, <laughs> these are a mess. Okay, so what did you get for Christmas, Amber? How was your Christmas? Um, I did not get anything for Christmas. Um, okay, Autumn got me a sweatshirt that says silly and has a goose on it, because we always call each other silly goose. Wait, you and didn't get our necklace? No, I didn't get it. Apparently, apparently a poinsettia is not a good flower for a necklace. Um, first off, one year for Christmas, I got Amber a gemstone, like a birth mother, and what is it called? A mother's necklace? Yeah, with all the kids' birthstones and their names. And I do wear it, except as soon as I got it, ripped it. So I had to get the real gold necklace fixed. And then I was wearing it with a sterling silver necklace, and it tarnished. So now I'm just waiting until it isn't grabbing on my neck anymore because I really want to wear it. Well, I'll tell you guys what I got for Christmas. So I told, so my love language is gift giving um, and receiving. I like to receive gifts. That's just how I um, like tangible items. It's not necessarily like a gift. It's just, I like tangible things to like touch, feel, smell, whatever. And it reminds me of the person that got it for me or like the moment in time that it's from. Eric knows this. And so he was so like proud and excited because he got me cowboy boots. They're nice. They don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a box that I have to take back to UPS now. So I felt really bad for him though, because he was so excited because they were really nice cowboy boots. I had said that I wanted like a real pair of cowboy boots and he was so proud of himself and they would not go on. They would not go on my foot. So, oh well. Um, (laughs) but, um, okay. Well, so we kind of, uh, lightly touched on this in the prequel, but, uh, I think it's important that for our first episode, we kind of just get back into the nitty gritty of why we decided to start this podcast and, how we feel about it at this moment as we lost launch our first official episode. And then after we do all 13, we can kind of come back and uh, do a pulse check and see if we still feel the same way or if we feel like we made a huge mistake. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it could go one of two ways, right? So do you guys want to talk about like any, like why you wanted to start it or any reservations you have or any feelings you have about it? Um, no, I mean, I'm still excited about it. I think it could go one of two ways. I'm hoping that, you know, we reach a lot of people who have experienced similar things that we've experienced. And it's, if anything else, it's at least an outlet for them to know that they're not alone. But I mean, it also could go really bad. And, you know, who knows? Echo, do you want to kind of talk about like why you had your reservations? Because I thought when you when you brought that up to me, I really think that it's really important to kind of share that too, because 
I mean, these are real fears that we have going into this, like just talking about these things. Um, so again, a naturally pessimistic person by nature. And I like, I see probably the worst in people with what I do. And, um, not to keep it omnious, I'm, I'm a nurse. So I see like the worst in people. I hate you guys. <laughs> um, they're laughing at me because I said I'm a nurse and they like legitimately say, Oh, she's a nurse all the time. And it's so <laughs> infuriating. Um, but I'm also a very private person just because again, I like to keep myself very guarded and I don't like to open myself up to judgment from others. And I think that you can receive judgment from people for like very, very little things. Like I remember I had posted a picture of my son at a shopping cart in a shopping cart at the grocery store. And like one of my friends on Facebook had messaged me privately saying like, it will you let your son in a shopping cart without a cart cover. And like, I, I just, I don't really need that kind of judgment. I'm very knowledgeable about germs and how the chain of infection works. Like, I don't really need your opinion on those types of things. And so I usually try to keep myself very closed up. And I told Ashley that. And so, I mean, I'm still very much so on the fence of like how long I will do this. If I start like receiving like judgment that I just don't feel is necessary, just for my own mental health, I have to keep myself guarded, like growing up in like a traumatic home, like my life isn't like that anymore. And it's very much so purposeful that way, purposely that way. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree with you. I think that everyone has a fucking opinion on things that they know nothing about. And, you know, like you said, you had a very traumatic childhood and upbringing, you know, all the three of you guys did. And, you know, talking about some of this stuff, people are going to probably have opinions and they're going to, I wouldn't be surprised if someone was like, oh, they're making this crap up because it sounds made up, right? Like when we start talking about this stuff, it sounds like baloney, but you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. And I think the thing is, that's important to keep in mind is that because you guys did go through it, there are so many kids that are going through the same thing or something similar and adults that have gone through something similar. Um, and it's just a prime example of how screwed up our system is. And, um, you know, that you really shouldn't judge someone until you know their story. And so, you know, I, I too have some fears and reservations on that judgment side of it. Not so much that I really care what people think of me, but more like I'm very protective of people I love and that I care about. So, you know, negative backlash or whatever, I would just get very protective of you guys because I know as an outside observer, while you guys were going through this stuff, I know what it was like to see it, not necessarily to experience it, but I've been there and I know what you guys have gone through. And I I would never want someone to downplay that or make that out to be like, it's nothing. But I I am excited at the same time, because like I said, I think that we, we have the potential to really really help people like Amber said. I don't, I have reservations, obviously. I don't, I don't want anybody to sit here and judge me for something that they know nothing about. My life was very traumatic growing up, especially going through like all the abuse. People are going to be like, you should have done this. You should have done that. But they weren't in the same situation as us. So I feel like people are going to be like, I would have done something differently when you weren't there. So how the hell would you know what we went through? How would you know? Like that wasn't the right way to do it. But I'm sure people will say something because people always have something to say. 
but I am excited because growing up, I thought I was the only person that lived that way. And now that I'm older and like, I look back and I'm like, wow, my, like one of my best friends growing up, I'm not going to say her name because I respect her privacy, but she had a very traumatic life and she suffered abuse. And I didn't realize it until I was older. And I was like, well, wow, looking back on it, you did not have a perfect life. Like I thought, you know, you did, but I'm sure like we never talked about it because why would we, we were children. And now that I'm older, I want people to know it's relatable. It's very relatable. People go through really harsh things and it's hard to talk about. And I think also, and and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but as a child who's going through a abusive, you know, situation or setting, that's your normal. Mm -hmm. Like, even though you know, it's not right, that's your normal. So sometimes in those situations, you don't necessarily always question a lot of the stuff that, uh, that you go through. I mean, would you guys say that is kind of accurate? Yeah. Like when you're younger, have you, ever heard, have you ever heard the expression? Like when your house is on fire, like the, like the whole world, you know what I'm talking about? Expression about like your house being on fire. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's an expression. It's like when the house is on fire, like you don't realize the whole world is on fire because you're always thinking about yourself. Like it's just so normal. Yeah, no. And that makes sense. But yeah, like I, and I, and like I said, that's why I wanted to do this. I want us to share our stories and our experiences. And so I guess we just kind of get into it. Um, however, I was thinking, um, because the story between the four of us is so huge and complex and, you know, Amber said this in the prequel, it might not even all get covered in one season. I thought that maybe instead of starting at the beginning, which is really a, a lot to kind of digest, maybe we kind of start in the middle and we kind of talk about how we all lost touch in adulthood and how we reconnected and got back together. And then through that, we'll obviously touch on things from the beginning. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, everybody else is on mute, so yes. I'm the only one to answer. The one person who should be on mute is not on mute. <laughs> this is correct. Amber's mute button is very broken. So, I mean, I'll, I'll start because I feel honestly, and I have a lot of, you know, they talk about like mommy guilt. Like I'm not your mom, obviously, but like I have cousin guilt, sister guilt um, because I was the oldest and Amber, you're only three years younger than me, but you had gone off to Chicago at a certain point. So you were being raised by your grandma in Chicago, but Autumn, you and Echo were babies. I mean, you guys were like five and seven. I think when I, when I went off to um, become a flight attendant, I think when I moved to Michigan, you guys were about five, seven. I was 22. I I was, you know, a partier. I wanted to have fun. My, I got this career where I was going to, you know, go travel the world. And it's not that I forgot about you guys. It's just that I got very wrapped up in my own life. And, you know, I was thinking about this when I was, um, when I, when I was kind of figuring out like the outline of, you know, how we're going to go through these episodes. And I, I think a lot of my guilt for you guys and you too, Amber, is that I can't tell you how many times I would share your stories of what it was like growing up with Aunt Myra, you know, um, to other people, but I never made a point to, get down there and try to do something. And it's not that I, I could even do anything if I could, but I feel like I told, I shared your story. I used it as an example of how screwed up our system is, but I never made a point to go down and let you guys know that I didn't just abandon you. So 
Now we're all crying. Well, I just like for me, like, like I said, I was in my twenties. Like there's not, like, I don't think that there's anything I really could have done. Like my, my mother who was an adult, who's a very successful person tried to do stuff and she couldn't. Um, but I feel like I didn't try hard enough and I feel like I let you guys down. And that's part of like us losing touch was that I just, it's not that I didn't care. I was just selfish and wrapped up in my own world. And I, I wish I could go back and change that because, you know, I remember when I got in my car to drive up to Michigan and I was at your mom's house and Audie, you were, I mean, like I said, you were five years old and I remember giving you something like to keep. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a jewelry box or what. And I said, don't worry, I'm going to come back. I'll be back. And then I don't think I ever came back. So I feel like I let you guys down. For a long time, I had like resentment towards everybody. I was so angry because people let everything like that happen to me growing up. And I was an angry kid, like a really angry kid. I was an angry adult until fairly recently, until I, until I was probably 19, I was really angry um, because I felt abandoned. Like no one was there for me growing up. Like when I went through everything that I went through, I didn't have anybody to talk to. And like when I was five years old, obviously I don't remember that, but you know how people are always like the phone works both ways. You could have contacted me. I was a child. I couldn't have contacted anybody. Like I felt so alone. And the only person that I ever really talked to was Echo and my brother. Like, those are the only people that I ever felt like I had. And now that I'm older, like, I I see at 20-some years old, I couldn't say I would do the same. Like, I couldn't say I would go out of my way for someone like that because I'm still learning to be an adult myself. I'm still learning to figure out the world. I can't say that I would go back and dedicate my life to to a child. You know what I'm saying? Well, and also I think for me, because, and we talked about this a little earlier, like that was y'all's normal. It is not right. It should not have been your normal, but that is the normal that I knew for aunt Myra and her household. And so I know that like we, if my mom had tried to do, you know, we, you guys moved in with us for a little bit and then your mom came right back in and scooted you all back to Deltona. Like, I think I just looked at it like it's just never going to change. It's not that I gave up on you guys or abandoned you guys. I just, I think I just compartmentalized it as a, that's just the way it is. There's nothing we can do about it, which is a shame. It's a huge shame. And I am so sorry that I, um, I played a part in your abandonment. For a long, long time, I was really upset with your mom because I remember being like 13 years old and I called her and I begged her, I said, please, please, can I come live with you? And like, she was like, well, let me talk to your mom. And like, I gave the phone to, and I just remember her saying that your aunt Kathy doesn't want you. She doesn't want you. Like she said, no, she said like, why would she have you come live with her? And like, I remember it like broke me and like, like for a long time I was so upset. And like, I just felt like everybody had like kind of abandoned me. And like at that point in time, like I was talking to Amber and I think I was like visiting Amber up in Chicago. So, I mean, I had reformed a bond with Amber, but like it, it was kind of hard because I had been exposed to what normal was. Like we went and lived with your mom for a little bit. And like, I kind of saw what a normal life was, like what the structure was. And like, I was a delayed kid. Like I didn't learn how to read until like later on I was held back in the first grade. 
I didn't know how to swim until I was like much older. I was probably like seven or eight. I didn't know how to ride a bike. And when I went to go live with my aunt Kathy and my aunt Charlotte, they taught me all of those things. It was like, it was like the kind of push start on life and like being taken away from that. I just didn't understand it. And now as an adult, like thinking about how they kind of stopped because they would come and see us a lot. We would do things with them. Like they took us to Disney or they would take us on a cruise or they would just do things with us. It got to a point where they just stopped coming around. They stopped calling. They stopped checking on us. And like, as an adult, I understand it now. It's like protecting your peace. Like you can only do so much and you do have to protect your mental health. And Myra is a very, very difficult person to deal with. Um, so like, I understand it now, but as like a child, like I just, I just felt like you guys didn't want anything to do with me. And then like, even as an adult, kind of up until like last year, I felt like not, not that you guys were better than me, but like maybe that you perceived that I was like, I was like Myra. And so that's why you guys didn't talk to me. I guess it wasn't last year. It was the year prior. And I had messaged Aunt Kathy and I had said like, I had said something and she, and I kind of opened up about the situation and she said she was like really sorry and she never meant for any of that to happen. And then she had like arranged this whole family reunion thing for us to come to. And that's kind of where we all reconnected. Um, But I mean, I don't blame you, Ashley. I don't blame you, Amber, for leaving. And Autumn, obviously, I didn't leave until I was 17, but you were an angry little kid. (laughs) (laughs) She's still an angry adult, though. So She's an angry elf. (laughs) She flicks us off. Old habits die hard. (laughs) You know, and before we talk about the family reunion, I just want to say, Echo, like, when when you're talking about Myra, like, telling you, like, your Aunt Kathy doesn't want you, they don't want you, like, I can hear Myra Mm -hmm. saying that. Like, I can hear her voice. I can, because she is so fucking manipulative. And she uses children and you guys, like, to get what she wants and just to, like, I, I, I mean, I cannot describe how narcissistic but you know not that's not true i hope you all know that's not true um and i think we talked about that at the family reunion but like i hope you guys understand there was never a point where my mom and char did not want you guys it's that myra made it incredibly incredibly difficult you guys i mean do you guys understand that though like all of oh, us oh i like, know and i'm i'm a little bit older so i understand the situation i feel like a little bit better cuz i saw all the things that aunt kathy and aunt charlotte did to try to get us but this is before i moved to chicago but i think that to the to the younger ones it was just disappointment and it felt like they didn't care and they didn't see all the things that your moms did to try to try to I mean, they gave her a job. They bought, they got her a place to live, you know, had down the street, up, right down the street, had everything set up for her. Everything was perfect. And, you know, it's, so it's not that they didn't care. It, they did, they literally did all that they could up until the point. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but up until the point of offering Myra money to just let me, t- let us take the kids and let them have a better life. And she, I mean, and Myra is money hungry. I'm the, that's, that's the one thing that surprises me is that Myra didn't jump on that. That surprises me too. But yeah, and, and she did. So when you guys came to live with me, Myra, of course, followed quickly behind. And so my parents tried to like control the situation the best they could because Myra is very uncontrollable. 
And so they gave her a job at, at my mom's restaurants. They gave Myra a job. They got her a townhome, literally like a 10 minute walk from our house. And I think it was so that my mom could keep an eye on all you guys because my mom didn't have the legal rights to hold you guys hostage and keep you at our house. But I remember my mom always bitching and complaining about the fact that, that she was so pissed because she finally got the young ones on a schedule, getting their schoolwork, caught up, reading all this stuff. And then Myra came right back in and took you guys and kind of screwed it all up. I mean, shit, um, she even had the 13-year-old the behaving to some point, And then I moved back in with Myra and look how that went. Yeah. As an adult, I appreciate what Ann Kathy did and all her efforts. I can definitely say she taught me a lot. Uh, especially manners-wise, we're like feral cats. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, we had no manners. Like, she didn't teach us anything. And Aunt Kathy, when I say, like, you couldn't do, like, you had to chew with your mouth closed. You had to put, like, a napkin down on your lap. Like, she taught us the silverware to use, everything like that. So I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm grateful that she taught me, you know, a little bit of morals and stuff like that. And I'm grateful for the years that we did spend with her. But when I was growing up, Myra made it seem like she didn't want us in her life. Like we were a burden. Yeah. And I felt so awful. I remember thinking, wow, like I'm the problem. I was always going to be the problem. And now I realize she's the problem. She's the worst. Like to say the least, the worst. Like that's saying it nice. <laughs> like when people are talking to me, they'll be like, "Oh, you don't talk to your mom," and I'm like, "She is Satan reincarnated." Like literally, and they're like, "Oh, be you know, you only have one mom," and I'm like, "No, I can say it. like when I was talking to Adam's mom about her, and she was like, "Oh, you don't like you know, you only have one mom," and I was like, "Like I can't stress to you enough how evil she is. Like she put us through so much as children." And it is so unforgivable. And then she blamed us yeah. for it, which is the worst part. She's like, well, it really is your fault that that happened. So. Like, you should have done better. What you did wasn't good enough. And I'm going to beat you mentally and emotionally. You guys all felt abandoned and rightfully so. And I kind of just dipped out and got selfish for a while. But then, you know, my mom and Char decided that they wanted to throw a family reunion. And none of us had all been together in the same room since I think I was in high school. And so this was going to be like our first family reunion. A lot of us had kind of lost touch or worn as close. How did you guys feel going into that? Nervous. I was very nervous. I was excited. I was like, I was so excited to see everybody and have everybody together because as crappy as our childhood was, when like we did still have that when we were with Aunt Kathy or we would go to Pennsylvania and stuff like there was that closeness and that feeling of family. So that's what I was looking forward to was, you know, that feeling of family. But I was extremely nervous because, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my past and I feel like there's a lot of judgment towards me. And so I was I was very, very nervous going into it of what was what was going to come down on me, you know, who was going to attack me. But honestly, I'm so happy that we did it. And I hope that we do it again soon because it was, I really needed it. It was amazing. For me, I was so nervous. Like Amber said, I've done, I've had like a, a rocky past and, you know, everybody in our family is so judgmental <laughs> towards each other. And I think that it's just because we want what's best for each other. Like Echo will tell me how to live my life. She drives me fucking nuts with it. 
but you know there's always room for judgment and stuff but it was it felt like you know old times like I love being around my siblings and I absolutely love my family more than anything like you guys mean the absolute world to me and now that we're closer I couldn't imagine like otherwise but when we were all getting close I was like god these people are so annoying I cannot stand them (laughs) I mean I still feel that way But except for Echo, remember she's not annoying. Echo no, is Echo's... the most annoying, like number one on the list. I am the least annoying. <laughs> Echo will tell you if you're tying your shoe around the tree, you know, like the bunny around the tree. She's like, actually, your shoe, you should do it the other way. You're doing it wrong. She's so full of shit. Autumn is literally pulling things out of her asshole. I'm not. <laughs> Autumn also like will just come to you with these facts that she she's quote unquote read and you're like you're like that's completely made up and then you'll like go and Google it and you'll be like yep that was completely made up <laughs> she's looking at me so angrily right now she's like I know done. I can't wait to look up the gingivitis thing to see if she still has it or not with this new water flosser <laughs> Adam wants to know if you're bullying me right now and he will come and beat your ass all of you Adam <laughs> to go away Adam they're bullying me. Let Adam know that you started it by telling everyone that they were annoying. (laughs) But in terms of the family reunion, I think it was nice. I think I hadn't really like had a good relationship with with Autumn and Amber. I mean, Autumn had lived close to me, but I think that helped a little bit more. And then as far as you, Ashley, I just felt like we lived really close, but we weren't close at all. Like I remember thinking, oh, my cousin's a flight attendant and she like flies out of Atlanta all the time and she only lives an hour and a half. And we had never made an attempt to see each other. And I had like lived in the same spot for like five years. But then after that, I mean, now like I, I drive down past where you live and I like randomly last time I drove past, I like randomly like called you and I was thinking it was going to be a no, but you were like, yeah, and we met for lunch or like, I had texted you and said I was going to Costco up this way and asked you where some like nice stores were. And you were like, oh man, I wish I wish you had told me because I would love to get together with you. And so now it's like a completely different, I hate the word vibe, but it's a different vibe. No. And honestly, like I have to, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I have like real weird social anxiety and everyone thinks I'm making that up because I'm usually very gregarious and, you know, loud and, but I get really anxious and nervous when I have to go to a social function or meet up with people because my job requires me to be on all the time. And then when I come home, I'm just kind of like, this is where I decompress and this is where I'm quiet. And I usually don't do anything. But if someone asks me to do something, which I should make a point to be more active, like with that and say like, Hey, like I'm home. Do you want to do something? But I don't think about it. And so if someone asks me to do something, I'll definitely do it if I can make it happen, if I don't have something going on. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't, when I'm home, unless someone asks me to go out or meet up, all I'm thinking about is like the fact that I don't have to talk or deal with people and not you guys. Like, it's not, it's not like I don't want to deal with you guys. Amber's laughing at me. Somebody don't want to deal with you guys. I just, I just want to be quiet and I can't even get quiet at my home a lot of the time. Why are you making that face, Autumn? <clears throat> Ashley is the most loud. Her and Amber, top two. Loud. Oh, coming They're from so- you. They are literally the most annoying people together. Like, you <laughs> yes. together, they're just like dumb and dumber. It is 
Well, how about this? Off each other. Two of us. You guys are just annoying alone. So yeah. <laughs> and then her like laughs are like <laughs> laugh so loud. Autumn laughs loud too. Do not let her pretend like she doesn't, because in the car on the way from the airport, we sounded like dying dolphins, all three of us laughing. And Adam was like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? This is true. We all did laugh at the same time. The exact same pitch, tone, speed. It was a little. Adam is terrified of all of us together. (laughs) Adam just said it was fucking terrifying. He is (laughs) terrified. And now he's imitating. <laughs> he's imitating our laugh. No, I will say I. I'm curious what Zach thinks about all of us and Stephen because, like, I think Eric. I think he enjoys it, like, in a weird way. Like, he likes like being like a voyeur and kind of like looking on and seeing like this weird like vi- like vibe as the word du jour, courtesy of Echo, that we all have. But I also think that when he gets home, he's like what the hell like did I just experience like when we're all together in a weird sick and twisted way I think he enjoys it but I also think that he is traumatized after spending I think that I feel the same way about how Steven feels about us like he thinks that we're funny or at least like he laughs at us and stuff but then he gets home and he's like just leave me alone let me climb in my corner for a little bit and like decompress from what I just went through that's how I got us that's how Echo feels about <laughs> us. I have, no, seriously. I was like, Ashley had tried to get a hold of me. And, I mean, Amber did too during like Christmas time to like kind of like figure this out. And like, I have. No, we called you on Christmas to say Merry Christmas. I did not touch my phone. I was like decompressing from my phone. Like, if you look at, like, I mean, I have an iPhone. So, like, it sends like, you know, usage reports and stuff like that. Amber wouldn't understand. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like my usage was like down, like it was like 5% utilization. Like I was not on my phone at all. Like, because I was around, I was around my other siblings, um, which I'm not going to really discuss too much, but like, I had like a lot of things to help with them with. They had like all these Christmas projects that they had gotten and like, so I was just spending time with them and being present because I feel like a lot of times, like I'm not present, but I also needed to like, my social battery was drained. So like communicating with like anybody that like wasn't there in my immediate, I just put to the back burner. Echo, when we are together, she really is always present. I will say that about Echo. She's always present. She like doesn't gun her phone. She wants to spend time with you. She wants to play games. Like I will say that about Echo. Echo is one of the best people to like be around if you really need someone to talk to. And what that was actually the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Autumn. (laughs) Autumn also was the reason I moved out at 17. She tried to pull my belly button ring out. I'm just, you know. She's a lying <laughs> bitch. I was just being nice to Echo. And I told Adam, when I stayed at your house for two weeks before we had moved over that area, I said, Echo is the best host. I was speaking so nicely of you until you bring that stuff up, Echo. You little trifling. <laughs> she also um, tried to put an iron on my back and then called the police. Liar! Liar! It was the other way. She's a liar. We were like just the beginning of what we went through living with Myra. We were like ten, and like, what? You're three years younger than me, Autumn. You're a liar, Echo. You little filthy liar. Echo is the one that burnt me on the back, and I had to call the police. That's (laughs) that's true. 
Well, uh, I'm not sure how to transition out of that one. <laughs> I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys iron that out between the two of you at another time. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So like, how do you, so, I mean, do you guys feel like now since we're not burning each other with irons that we're all like closer or like, how do you feel about our relationship now? Oh yeah. Like one of us, we have a, we have a family group chat. One of us will post it there. And then I'll immediately call one of the others in the group chat and say how annoying that person is. Like, like it could be Ashley. I'll call Amber. Could be Autumn. I'll call. <laughs> I'll call Ashley. Like, wait, no, 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 no. I feel like I'm never getting called. So I feel like you're just Ashley, calling them, talking about how annoying I am. Ashley, literally, I called you and talked for like two hours about how annoying Autumn was when she was like planning her wedding. I was like, oh my fucking god, she is so annoying. I feel like we had a group chat. <laughs> we did. We did. If ever we like patched each other in, <laughs> and Autumn red. wouldn't talk to She's Ashley. getting red. Listen, this this was the one day I ever get, and you guys were calling me Bridezilla. I just wanted. Amber was the only day. one. I called you Bridezilla one time, and you like it's like the worst thing I've ever said to you. It's like I burnt you with an iron or something. <laughs> because I thought that I was being very like. I thought I was being very accommodating to everybody. I tried to be nice to everybody. I went out of my way for everybody. Do you not you think know, so? You you did like give a lot of options, but also Autumn, you are the queen of, hey, out of these two, what do you like better? And everyone will say we like A better than B. And you'd be like, okay, great. I'm going to go get B. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Autumn, Autumn overall was a good bride. Like she, without anybody asking her to, because I would not have asked her, she bought our, she bought our dresses. Yeah. She also bought us accessories for our dresses. So like we didn't have that financial expense. She also, um, you know, these little gift bags and stuff. Yeah. She was super, super sweet and super duper. Like she, she wanted you to be there. Although her, vo her actual words were, I don't really care what anyone does. Um, but I knew deep down she wanted me to be there, but sometimes it was so hard. Oh, well, of course I want you guys to all be there. Like you guys are my, when I say my best friends, like I mean it. I always tell everybody like my siblings and you guys are my lifelong best friends. Like you guys are the most important people to me. And it's so important that I do have you guys there, but you guys are the most annoying people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like I do one thing and you guys are like, yeah, well, I would have done it this way or this and that. And I just like, I want you guys all to know that I love you dearly. Like I wrote sentimental notes with all my things. Like I am a very sentimental person and I wanted you guys to know like how much you guys all mean to me. And then you guys are little bitches. Okay. Can I just say, I gave you advice and feedback because I am literally a certified event planner and you hired someone. Yeah, I'm a jack of all trades, master <laughs> of many. But I was trying to help. I, was, I wasn't trying to be bossy. I was trying to help you because you were getting stressed out. Everyone was getting stressed out. And so I was just trying to like create some form of structure. I am my mother's daughter. You okay. are the bossiest person ever. Like anything you say, though, always comes off so bossy. I'm like, God, this bitch again. <laughs> I can't with her. So actually, that's perfect because that kind of is what spiraled our uh, big family chat at the reunion. Do you remember that, Autumn? We hope you enjoyed this episode of Wicked Awesome Sisters podcast. 
and that it gave you a sneak peek into our wicked awesome sisterhood. Next week, we'll pick up right where we left off. To stay in the loop and catch us when our next episode drops, you can subscribe to this channel. For our family tree diagram and more fun facts and photos, you can follow us on Instagram at Wicked Awesome Sisters. Till next time, stay wicked. Wicked awesome, that is.